already started Critapocalypse 17. Get energy, on with it. energy. What? Get on with Critapocalypse it. episode 17. Go We're on. once again once again back with a renegade master. You were about to do it, weren't you? No. You were so close. No, I was just I was just <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Hello! Back once again with the renegade master. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. Alright, anyway. So, yeah, we're back again. This episode 17 of Crit Apocalypse. We talk about varying different things that we've done during the last two-week period. Yeah. Can be games, can be films, can be TV, can be toilet paper, can be food, can be whatever the fuck we really want to talk about. Viewed porn last time? Pardon? Viewed porn last time? Look, it's got narrative. It's a film. Just because you've got porn in front of film doesn't make it not a film. Hmm. Alright, anyway, so, yeah, what we do is we just review stuff. Usually it's just so that we can vent, because psychologically we're so broken that we can't actually talk to people unless we get our, get all sharp our chest at this point in time. Is it possible to talk to people? Uh, yeah. Maybe. We're attempting to... Re- no, so, <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. Not editing that out. This week I'm starting... Poor uh, bastard. Get on with it. You sure you don't want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. Today, my number one review is going to be something very special. I managed to watch this ahead of time because it leaked and a friend of mine downloaded it, so we watched it, watched it together with our trousers off. It is, of course, the pilot Supergirl. Ooh. Woo! Bit of controversy behind this because it's appeared in 1080p and most leaks only appear in standard definition, so it's a bit strange this one's come out. They think it may be a leak by the studio themselves to garner some Was buzz. Was it finished special effects and everything? Yeah, everything's done. Um, Why me? I actually, personally, I'm, I'm more of that school of thought than anything else because there was so much ill will against this series after that trailer appeared. Because mm. the trailer made it look like Mean Girls circa DC. It looked like um, the Saturday Night Live sketch of Black Widow the movie. Yeah, it really <laughs> did. Um, it turns out it's even worse than that, so who gives a fuck, really? I get the approach, though, because they can't really go down the arrow flash route. Yeah, it has to be different. They can't make it dark and gritty. They have to make it light and bubbly. Oh, dark and gritty. Why not? Because it's Supergirl, for fuck's sake. Who cares? Anyway... We do a brief plot, and I'm not going to spoil it because not many people have seen it, or millions of people have seen it. I don't know how the fucking internet works. I don't know how TVs work. I don't know how anything works. Whatever that magic box does to get me media content, I'm happy about. So the story of Supergirl is: Kal El, who we know as Superman, was sent into uh, sent to Earth to go and bloody bloody blah grow up. Kal El Superman. Yeah, he grew up and be a big dickhead and fucking break the neck of people and watch millions die because he's a shit Superman he's terrible at it he's fucking awful he's not my Superman I don't think it's the same Superman hashtag not my Superman um, whilst this was happening um, Superman's cousin was being sent to Earth as well to protect to, to protect Cardell because she was 13 at the time and you know obviously she could help him make sure he was getting on okay teach him about his powers because she was more aware of that stuff um, but sadly, on her way to Earth, somehow a negative zone vortex, a vortex that was missed by Superman, has opened up, and she has travelled in there for 13 years in which she was asleep. She didn't do anything. She slept 13 years, lazy bitch. And then she woke up. She's back on Earth. She gets put with Dean Kane and some lady I can't remember. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Sweet. Dean Kane, the OG Superman TV. Superman. Why not just have him be Superman in the series? Well, because it's shit. Yeah, but you could um, just make out it's a like years later continuation of Lois and Clark. Anyway, Supergirl is getting used to her powers, working out how to how to you know be her own entity in a world where Superman exists and is already fighting the majority of crime. Um, yeah, it's not very good. It's just yeah. not very good. It's oh, way well. too bubbly. The jokes uh, go between misogynistic, sexist, and stupid. Uh, everything just seems like rose-tinted bollocks. I really, I really, really, really wanted to like it, and I, and this is this is so hard for me to say. I prefer the 1988 Supergirl movie to this to this that we've received. You're a terrible human being. I'm not the one who made this. You wait until you see it. You haven't seen it yet, so so you're you're still hopeful about this. Yeah, it's about nineteen eighty four, wasn't it? Supergirl. Yeah, before. No, because it was before Superman four, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, because they hadn't quite the Salkins hadn't quite you know pulled the shoestrings in the budget quite yet on their Superman franchise. But yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to watch that again than watch this series. It's just there's there's no charm to it. There's no there's a ton of whining. There's a lot of like, oh, but he's this and I'm this. I don't want to associate with this. Okay, so I've got all the same powers. Why can't I be a superhero? And it's just, oh. It's she just... flies in the first episode, though, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Yeah. That's better than what Smallville managed. How long? Ten Look, years? Smallville was a much better series, though. 
eventually it was decent. Well, in the beginning, I liked Smallville. It it grew up with its audience, and that's always nice. But yeah, Supergirl, I give it a, a damning indictment. I give it an Adam Sandler. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm going to give it one point, which equates to a Rob Schneider. I think the costume looks all right. Oh, shut up. 1984, in your face. All right, so you know more about Supergirl, yet you yeah. haven't seen the pilot. I've, I've watched the Supergirl film many a time. Blimey. Peter Cook was in that. Poor yeah, bastard. So, um, Peter O'Toole was in it as well. God. So, yeah, I give it I give it Rob Schneider. It's just, it's unwelcome. And it's got hairs in all the places that you have to see in these films for some reason. And I just don't want to Should see it. the Rob Schneider Award be um, saved for, you know, basically offensive racist stereotypes? No, they said I'm Sandler. Yeah, but Rob Schneider is the guy who's always look, painting his face up in look, different colours. If a man tells a homeless man to put a dress on, and then a bunch of people go, oh, that homeless person shouldn't be wearing a dress, you don't blame the homeless no, person, true. you blame the person who's telling the homeless person to put the dress on. Yeah. You blame Adam Sandler. What do you reckon the chance Adam Sandler was the guy who made bum fights? I don't know. Pretty high, I think. What do you think the chances are that Adam Sandler's actually an evil genius, and he's got a plot in place to slowly dumb the world down using media? Because I swear, I watched Zoo, uh, Zookeeper... Oh, yeah. For 25 minutes. Yeah. And I may, I may have had an aneurysm in that time. Because I had a nosebleed and then I started to forget things. And then I woke up the next day and just purple didn't taste right. <laughs> I can taste purple. <laughs> anyway, so is that it? You're just you're just going to leave it just at done. that? Just done. Well, what do you want me to say about it? I mean, like the cast is nothing, nothing really. Mm. Clarissa Flockhart's in it and it looks like she's had so much surgery a sand belt fucking wouldn't have fucking touched her. It's incredible. It's just, it, I don't know how they've missed it. Dean Cain doesn't even have a line. Really? Yeah. And they play the Danvers in this little, like, no, this is just just the insanity that you have to deal with watching this. You remember Master Roshi in Dragon Ball Z lived on that impossible little island of a small house? In the film or the cartoon? In the cartoon. Oh, yeah. That's kind of where she lives. Oh. That's where Superman just drops her off. And you, you never see Superman's face because they don't have a Superman anymore. They've used Dean Cain. They can't fucking Superman, idiots. Can they? So they can't use Henry Cavill because they can't afford him. And they can't use Christopher Reeve because he's fucking dead. The horse made sure of that. So what, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Who's going to be Superman? Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph could be Superman. I retract. That would be awesome if they tied Supergirl yeah. to if Arrow. They tied and Brandon Superman. Ralph was both the Atom and Superman. Yeah, and he just wore what glasses if, when he was what the, if Atom? the Atom. <laughs> what if the Atom was Superman's dual identity? <laughs> he just wears glasses when he's the Atom. <laughs> he just puts them on. No, he's just like, the Atom's his dual identity. The Atom has his Ray Palmer dual identity, but Superman still has his Clark Kent dual identity. Like, imagine if Superman was so mental. So, wait, so he's a He was quad. pretending to be another superhero who has his own identity. I'd watch that. Yeah, that'd be I'd amazing. Alright, so, yeah, so basically what you're saying is we should produce the next Supergirl series. Yeah. Because this one's going to fucking tank. It's a pile of shit. Yeah, they've been trying to get, um, Stephen ML's trying to convince them to give Constantine another chance so they can have him in that arrow. Oh, yeah, he said he's going to be, yeah. he said he's going to do it for free, didn't he? He said he'll, he'll, um, cameo in Constantine for free. Hmm. That could be awesome if Constantine and Arrow was tied together. Stephen Amell is a bang-up dude. He seems yeah. like a very nice chap. He he's hates Casey Jones, though. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be Casey you Jones. You know he's going to give zero shits in that well, role. There are, <laughs> there are two people I like based solely on the fact they played Casey Jones. One of them is Chris Evans, but he's proven himself in more recent years. But my first experience with Elias Cotius yeah. was Casey Jones. Yeah, damn good. I love Jones. Elias Cotius. I've seen, I've seen The Prophecy like 60 times. I love yeah. that fucking movie. Anyway. Yeah. My review, I'm going to jump right out of the gate with a big one, as the kids say today. Um, <laughs> I don't know. As the kids say today. Yeah. As the children while away the hours. With they're playing their Pac-Man video Please games Pac-Man and their Dan Fogelberg. Um, yeah, I'm going to start with Mad Max Fury Road. Screw, like, wait until the end of the podcast to review Mad Max Fury Road. Because no, yeah, I saw this and you haven't. Ha! In your face. Um, I'm a Mad Max nerd. Like I, this is one of the films I grew up with, the original we don't Mad Max. Need <laughs> I've actually, I think I'm the only person who's watched the first Mad Max more than Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. I've definitely seen the first Mad yeah. Max more than Road Warrior. Before. Road Warrior is a perfect film, though. Road Warrior is like is not that one with the boomerang feral children. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not the perfect film. But, but um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is the one with all the kids in the plane crash site. Yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah. Road Warrior is the one with the boomerang kid throws a finger straight in the guy's head. Yeah. Um, yeah, Road, Road Boy is amazing. No, but the first man makes is better. Yeah, for, yeah, it's a different film, but it's got the topless police chief with a white scarf. Yeah, Max. <laughs> he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. It looks what's like his, what's his last name? I can't remember. It's Aussie Iron Sheik. He looks like to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like Max 
Bielostak. Oh, Ro- oh, Max isn't last name. Oh, yeah, Ro- Rokotansky. Rokotansky. Yeah, which is a great name. It is a great name. Um, it's a real surname. That name exists. But yeah. it's not some made-up thing. I know, yeah. I know. It's just but anyway, um, yeah, friggin' it's named after one of the producers of the film, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, sorry about that. Anyway. God, that's a badass name. Fury Road is nigh on the most perfect action film that has been made in a long time. Since Die Hard? Yeah, it's like it's level on Die Hard. It's not, I mean, Die Hard is the greatest action movie ever. Everyone knows that. Like, do you know that film once had Frank Sinatra in it? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> but, as in the lead role. But Really? Yeah. Cause what? It was ten, right, it's okay. a book. It's based on a book. I know it's based much. on the book. Frank Sinatra was in the film that was based on the previous book. And yeah. he had a contract right that he had the rights to turn down the sequel. So when they made Die Hard, they had to take it to Frank Sinatra first to see if he wanted to play John McClane. And he said no. Yeah, thankfully. Do you say, do you say like... Because he was like 70. Do you start time. singing? He was like, Bruce Willis... No, Bruce started singing his own name, and they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. "Under the boardwalk." <laughs> yeah, Fury Road, um, shot incredibly. This is George Miller like unhinged, like just yeah. let off the rails. Because I mean, for years he's been kind of, if you know his name, the last ten years you've known for Stuart Happy Little. Feet and um, friggin' Babe. Did you Stuart Little? No, no, no. He did Happy Feet and Babe. Oh, um, Happy Feet was a dark movie. <laughs> but this film is him just going off the rails he shoots in grand scope there's like one shot that blew my mind when he first saw it because it's one of those perfect ones that sets up the action scene to come mm. where you see Furiosa's truck and you can see Nux's car chasing towards it he's the only one near the camera keeps panning out like zooming out and there's all the cars behind it and then it just keeps zooming out and you can see the storm brewing mm. in the front and then it just keeps going and going and going until Furiosa and the trucks are like probably about like in the bottom very little corner of the screen and this sandstorm is the entire <laughs> second half of the image um, brilliant way of setting up the location of everything where they are how far they've got ahead of the other truckers when the sandstorm's coming um, like the first half hour of the film you will be sold on the film in the first half hour you'll, the first action sequence you'll see stuff that you haven't seen in an action movie like stunts that are actually real Yeah. like people getting their heads dragged right next to the floor like inches away from the floor it sounds incredible like, um, people on pogo sticks that are actually real pogo sticks like if you go back and watch the first trailer they did for this the one that was a teaser one mm. that was before they added in loads of the digital effects mm. so all those stunts are actual people doing the stunts on the road except for the flip there's a digital flip in the yeah they had to because you can't throw real people 50 foot in the air no. but you could but you know Popular, popular. Depends how much you really want to suffer. For if it arm. was made in the seventies Australia, they would. Yeah, because that's did what you, you just did back was then. Was it Drive Through? What was well, the seventies? The Ozploitation film Drive Through. There's Slade, which is a no, classic seventies film for having ridiculous stunts, which had um, Hugh Keysburn in it, who's also in Mad Max and Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, he's the guy who plays Toe Cutter. Yeah, in the first one. Yeah, he's in Mortan Joe in Fury Toe Road. Toe Cutter. Because that's one of the things with the Mad Max films. There's always someone from one of the other films playing a different role. Except for that Australian bloke, the big tall lanky bloke with the bags under his eyes who plays the helicopter pilot. He's a different the... character in Beyond Thunderdome. Is he? Yeah, he's still a pilot, but he's a different character. I thought he was the same character. No. <laughs> he's, in, uh, he's in Borderlands, the pre-sequel. <laughs> yeah, I think every Australian's in that. Yeah, probably. Howard, for, uh... Does Howard have a role? Probably. Probably not. <laughs> but um, action sequences are glorious. Character is told through actions rather than dialogue. At no point does Furiosa feel the need to explain how she lost her arm or why she lost her arm or what part of her dark past motivates her to... Like, there's at no point does she go, oh, I lost my arm, so now I want to get back at Immortan Joe. Never happens. I'm terrified of that arm. <laughs> it's brilliant. She's so attractive. Hmm. And if I was to get anywhere... If if in real life Charlize Theron lost her fucking mind and wanted to go anywhere near me and she ended up having a prosthetic arm, I'd be terrified. I'll be up for it. I'd, I'd still be up for it. I'd just yeah. be terrified. I'd, it'd be a fear boner. The arm works like a real arm. It has like pulleys and stuff connecting to her shoulder, like a proper prosthetic arm has, and everything. Like nice details. Hmm. But like, um, she beats Mad Max up with one arm in one sequence. <laughs> they have a fight. Granted, he's chained to Nux because um, <laughs> Nux is dying. Nux has got some terminal disease. He's got these two little lumps on his shoulders. He gave him names. I can't remember what they are, but he's drawing little smiley faces on him. Yeah. Um, and he's using Max as a blood transfusion bag at the start. And he's so desperate to get involved in the race because he wants a death, big glorious death like a Valhalla style. That's what they. Oh, okay. That's what the war boys want for Immortan Joe. They think Joe's going to grant them passage to Valhalla because they think he's a god. Okay. Um. So they spray chrome paint on their teeth and then start going witness me and then blow themselves up or something hmm. in this you know in battle. Um. But he's desperate for it and in his desperation he gets his mate to 
Um, he's, what's he called? He's got a funny name because he's got slits up the side of his mouth. He's called Slit. That's it. Um, they strap Max to the front of his car, like in Road Warrior, the two people stuck to the front right. of the car, and they're using him as a body bag. So when Max's adrenaline's pumping like crazy, he's got adrenaline fueled blood pumping into ah. his system. Um, so they build up to a fight sequence where Max has got Nux still attached to him by a chain mm. with the blood transfusion line between them, and he's trying to fight um, friggin' Furiosa. So wait, does he want to keep Nux alive? Well, he's kind of just trying to get him off of him at the time because he's oh. still attached by a chain. He's got like a mouthpiece around him with a chain connecting uh. the thing. So, um, yeah, but they sort of it starts off like usual with Mad Max. He's not getting on with the people that he's come along with. He's sort mm. of like he gets dragged into their story. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff where he barely says a word and he's just like, you know, pointing guns at everyone and he's just like really cautious and then gradually earns their trust and up. yeah, becomes does, a little um, human. Does Nux die? Maybe. So yeah, spoilers. Yeah, you got his his whole plot arc is that he wants someone to witness me, but um, his sequences are amazing. Just like the way he his arc is really good. He's got one of the best arcs in the film. Is he? Because he started out in Skins. Like, yeah, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, it's yeah Beast. Nicholas, yeah, he started out in Skins. He's done probably the best of yeah. anyone from Skins. Well, actually, isn't one of the girls from that was she in Flash? She was the teleporting girl, wasn't she? Or is that yeah. the girl from Sugar Rush? That's the girl from Sugar Rush. Yeah. Because yeah. she was one of the now. girls, one of the girls from Misfits, yeah, is in Under the Dome, but that's nothing to be proud of. <laughs> that's a fucking awful program. Um, but yeah. um, I'm trying to think of the other guy that's done really. Dev Patel. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in stuff, isn't he? I watched Chappie recently. He's in that. Yeah, uh, Chappie's all right. I've not seen Chappie yet. There's one thing that I hate, and that's spoilers for Chappie, not for <laughs> Max Fury Road. Um, towards the end, there's Die Antwerp. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No surprise yeah. that Diane Twerp are in it. They play the mum and the dad figure. Mm. Um, and at the end, he, one of them gets buried, and the one that survives is wearing a Diane Twerp t-shirt and like some sort of meta commentary. And I saw that, and the the camera has like this weird orange sheen to it, like a music video. And I was like, no, this isn't going to turn into a music video for the last three and a half minutes. And yeah. it just doesn't. It, it clears up the story, but it's just yeah, it's a poorly. <laughs> Poorly chosen. The whole film, there's a lot of really bad decisions in Chappie, but there's so much to like. Hmm. Like it's a Blomkamp film. He's like kind of he nailed it out, of, hit it out of the park with one film, and now he's well, sort of people are waiting for him to do something. District Nine again. was great. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's just glorious fun. And then Elysium, I really like. Yeah, some people hate that film. I fucking adore. I haven't Elysium. watched it yet. There's a gun in Elysium that cuts through walls, and a man tries to escape the bullets by going through the wall, and it basically has a pan shot that pans from the gun round as he's coming around the corner, all in slow motion. As he's coming around the corner, the, can, the camera panning around gets the bullets coming through the wall and just penetrating his body and tearing <laughs> him apart. Cause nice. like, they have like a... I'm, I'm talking too much, this is your review. But anyway, yeah, Chappie was alright. Chappie, yeah. But um, Fury Road, um, I, I've forgotten Avengers now. Because really? of this. Yeah, Avengers, it didn't take long for me to forget big parts of Avengers. I can yeah. still recall it if I think it's an enjoyable about it. film. But, yeah, but Mad Max Fury Road just kicks its ass. 70 year old George Miller making an action film that kicks more ass than you can imagine. Yeah, but you could say the same for um, Martin Scorsese. What, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, Martin Scorsese. It's not an action movie, though. Yeah, but it had more <laughs> energy than films being yeah, made yeah. by people that were like 25. Yeah. It's watching, absolutely superb film. Look at, the, look at the two it. Italian guys that made Evil Dead the remake. Oh yeah, that film's awesome. They understood horror better than the people that could speak English. They were just like, oh yeah, so um, blood is happening and people getting cut, that's happening. And then fire, fire's kind of scary. And it's just like, <laughs> no one else just goes like, everybody else is like, oh yeah, and then we got to get a jump scare. It's like, fuck off. Have you heard about the Poltergeist remake? I haven't seen it yet. Sam Raimi directed it, isn't it? No. Isn't it? Is he no. producing it? Uh, he's probably producing it, but it's fucking. It's getting the worst reviews ever. Yeah, we didn't need it. it. Didn't need to happen. No, my friend went to go see it, and he said, "Oh, do you remember how there was like that one clown that creepily sort of moved a little bit and yeah. spoke? Yeah, there's a box of clowns. Oh, and they just fucking dance about the place attacking people. <laughs> like it's not like it's no longer a subtle like it's no longer a subtle. I was hoping it would be goofy, like drag me to hell. Well, that's the thing. Like the first, I think they've just never seen Poltergeist because the first Poltergeist is about everything that we comfort being taken away from us mm. and steadily leaving us in a compromising position. This one, it's like let me just curl up my iPhone and it's got like video scan lines <laughs> on the iPhone and it stops working. And there's like a TV stuff, but this all happens in like two minutes. 
It's not like, oh, the telephone line's not working. Oh my god, the hot water's not working. Uh, and it's like, not over like a couple of weeks. It's over just five minutes. They're just like, oh my god, everything's stopped working, guys. Yeah. We've got to get someone in here. It's like, oh, fuck. Don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't either. My friend pretty much summed it up for me. Anyway, I think I've said Mad Max was amazing enough. Yeah? It was. I want to go see it again. Yeah, I'm going to go see it again. We're going to see it for once. I'm going to go see it for the first time. Yeah. See it in 2D. Fuck 3D. Eh. Depends how depends how intoxicated I am at the time. Yeah. And whether or not I buy the right ticket. That extra money for a 3D ticket, you could buy a pack of Round Trees Fruit Gums. Is right? that from the concession stand? Yeah. They contain gelatin. Yeah, that's good for you. No, it's not. I would just take carrot sticks and hummus. Oh, you fucking hippie. And it tastes amazing. Do you not like hummus? No. Do you not like carrots? Eh, boiled. Jesus, what what kind of what kind of podcast has this become? It's oh, refined and unrefined right now. <laughs> so, Mad Max, you'd recommend? No, is there, is there uh, anyone you wouldn't recommend it to? Mediocre. Is there anyone you wouldn't recommend it to? What? Mad Max? Yeah, and no one's going to get that reference if they haven't seen the film. They're waiting they for will. A Everyone's seen the film now. You're no one, one has seen the film yet. It's 170 million box office away. You know that's probably five people. Cinema tickets are expensive. Yeah, true. <laughs> one of them was a 3D show. So, would you recommend it? Yeah, it's a freaking amazing film. Would you recommend it to everyone, or is there a certain yes. audience you wouldn't recommend it to? Yes, I recommend it to anyone who thinks action movies are stuff like Fast and the Furious. So not a date movie? <laughs> Definitely a date movie. Not a movie for the kids? Girls will love it. It's got a, like Everyone keeps going about feminist message. It's actually got strong women, female characters in the thing. I don't like saying females, because I think I'm Quark from Deep Space Nine. You know, the fucking Ferengis. Does it have any, does it have any, does it have any transgender people? No. Not that I'm aware of. No, it's not quite on the level of Conair acceptance, then, is it? Yeah. There's a little um, disabled guy in a funny little wheelchair. Oh, thing. right. Transgender people aren't disabled. There's all sorts. It's got plenty oh of. Oh, my God. I wasn't saying they were. I was saying representation wise. <laughs> and they got one Aborigine in there. Pops up for about a fraction of a second. Isn't one it of based Dexter on yeah, but they're all dead. No, they're not. Yeah, have the Aborigines are. Wait, have you seen. In Mad Max Universe, they're all dead. Oh, yeah, because the nukes. <laughs> There's yeah, not much well, shielding in. Well, no, like you got a civilization that's collapsing. What's the first thing white people are going to do? Enslave and destroy any indigenous life they see less than them. They all get wiped out in the Mad Max universe, isn't oh, they? Yeah. Us, us vegetarians are going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's a vegetarian in the future, unless you eat people. That's true. Anyway, your yeah. review. Okay, my next review is going to be nice, short, sweet. It's Resident Evil Revelations 2. Anyone who has followed me on uh, Cinema again or any other media that I have some sort of attachment to and um, will probably know that I adore the Resident Evil series yes there have been some shitty entries namely looking at Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil everyone's 6 everyone's got a shitty entry mate it's an exit for me um, but Resident Evil Revelations 2 is uh, its a nice little game it's nothing massive but for 20 quid you wouldn't expect it to be raid mode is present again which is the arcade kill as much as you can within a time limit earn some more time if you do well arcade sort of game I've said arcade twice in that sentence so I'm a bit disappointed okay. in myself I yeah. Um, it's episodic, so there are four episodes. If you purchase it online, digitally through Xbox One, PS4, or on PC through Steam, you will also receive two additional uh, additional episodes which sort of fill out the story a bit more but aren't really necessary. Um, in terms of in terms of you know, the story itself, it's the same convoluted shit you get from every Resident Evil game. If someone hasn't gone mad or Albert Wesker hasn't come back to life, then it's not really a Resident Evil game in my eyes. Um, but yeah, so it's it's good. It's simple, it's silly, it's fun. I'd recommend it for twenty quid on Xbox One, which is what I paid for it. And I think it's about the same on PS4. Excellent, it like um, I think on PC you have to buy like the first episode, then buy a season pass for the rest of it. So it's like fifteen quid. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 definitely worth the money if you're a fan of Resident Evil. If you're a fan of a bit of like schlocky, gory monsters, um, yeah, it's really good. It's the first game I've actually had to tone the difficulty down. Hmm. Almost every game I play it's on multiplayer hard. on the PC or on the it Xbox is, One, it's, isn't it? It's um, split screen. Yeah, not on the Xbox on the PC version. Someone hacked it. Yeah, someone had to basically. Yeah, they've added that now. Capcom though. were all like, "Oh, you can't have multiplayer on the PC version." But they've added it now. And then, well, someone modded it. Someone modded it, and yeah. then Capcom added it. Yeah, Capcom were like, "Oh, is it that easy?" Oh, yeah. hire that guy. Like you just want to be made to look look like idiots. Like you take a mode out of the game and say, "Oh no, he couldn't do it on PC. Sorry," and then just pff, done. Fucking ridiculous. There are some geniuses out there. Um, but yeah, it's it's not quite back to the stellar first four entries into the series, but it's definitely not slung to the lows of five and um, five and six. Hmm. Um, Still not played six. I'd say I'd say if this was to be compared to anything, it would be it'd be Resident Evil three, 
um, or Ninja, uh, Resident Evil Gaiden, which was the Game Boy entry. It's around that sort of level. Yeah. It's fun, entertaining. There's a couple of nice little bits in there. I like the character switching. That's very similar to Resident Evil Zero. Uh, but again, Resident Evil Zero, Zero for me was a stellar entry. That'd be like that'd be up there with one and two. Mm. I really like that game. Um, it's one on the train, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bullet time, Billy. And Billy. Yeah. Um, Billy Cohen, who's your who's your partner in that? Mm. He's like a prisoner, and oh, yeah, yeah. you're playing as Rebecca Chambers. And Rebecca's she's like goes up to like goes into this car and there's like this lizard like uh, leech man, and um, she's like, oh hi there, Sterry, you okay? And he turns around and he's like, blah, blah, blah. and like, all of a sudden Billy comes into the scene just with a pistol that he's got from nowhere and doesn't appear to have when you become him, which is weird. <laughs> but he just does like this sideways jump in slow motion and takes pot shots off at the leech man and kills him in just like a, a few hits. But if you try and do that in the main game, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I started playing the game on hard. I had to tone down the difficulty after episode one because I just found it a bit too hard. So I've gone down to normal, but I plan to replay all the way through because it's only taken me a total of about seven hours to get through the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's both sides because each chapter is um, in Claire Redfield and Moira Burton and it switches to Barry Burton, who's the guy from the first the first game. Yeah, yeah. And, Mo- and uh, Natalie, which is this little girl that's part of an experiment. You sort of find out about her past. Ooh. Yeah. It was all out now. Uh, yeah, it's all out now. Well, it all it came ex- out. It was like released weekly, so you paid for the season pass. And you got yeah. it weekly, which is nice because Telltale, like... Telltale's yeah. version of that is they've really these... like slacked off on that now. Yeah, free, free monthly yeah. intervals. That's the thing though. It was already completely done. Why not just sell it as a complete game in the first week? Oh, it wasn't completely done. Um, I think the problem was that they had issues with some of the episodes pointing over because I think there was a big break between the last episode was it? Yeah. and the other bits because the the first episode was released February. 15th and then it was released weekly until it came to the last one and the last one didn't release until the disc one came out yeah. I don't know if it was held until the disc one came out but I heard Probably there were problems be. I don't know it's Capcom whatever they say is a lie yeah but um, I give it I give it a solid Tom Hanks Tom Hanks yeah it gives you a bit of a bit of a twinge for the glory days hmm. of Big and uh, and hell even Castaway it's definitely not a Captain Phillips that fucking torrid piece of shit is it a Joe versus the volcano? It might be a Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> I, in fact, I might even I might even go to say it reaches the lofty heights of the Burbs. Mm. But it does not quite get to sleepless. Well, you get a copy of the Burbs. It's an Arrow film released it a while ago, didn't they? Yeah, I've got a DVD copy. It's really yeah. widely widely available. Um, but yeah, like uh, probably my favorite Tom Hanks film. This is gonna sound really fucking sad, but Sleepless in Seattle. Oh dear, great film. Just fucking kill yourself now. Well, you, when you consider <laughs> the guy's been in the Green Mile, I say Sleepless in Seattle is a great. I even like you've got mailed, oh. mail. You've got mail. You've got nailed. You've got mails. <laughs> you've got nailed. Mm. <laughs> it's just spam emails of porn sites. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, your review. Ah, right. to you, sir. <laughs> My next review will be um, the entirety of Arrow season three, which is finished now on Sky TV last week. But the Flash isn't on until next week, fucking because they got the week out of sync, haven't they? Did I watch the last episode of the Arrow? I don't think I did. You didn't watch it. Nope. Eh. I got bored of the arrow. I was yeah. more of a Flash person by the end. Yeah, Flash was spot on, but we gotta wait till next week for the well, finale. Over here. Yeah, well, that's because I'm not legally downloading things. Nor am I. I just get other people to do it. Says the person who just reviewed Supergirl pilot. My friend downloaded <laughs> it. I just watched it. Yeah, I'm a victim of another crime. Well, I won't spoil what happens at the just end. Go for it. I don't give a fuck. Of arrow. He shoots someone with an arrow. No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> Alright, wait. So I'm I'm like okay, I'm eighteen episodes into the twenty two episode series. Mm. Okay. So you got to the point where he's um, he's accepted. Been offered, he's been offered. Yeah. But I assume he accepts it because it was spoiled in the flash. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm guessing that he wheedles his way out of it somehow. He's gonna bring his back plans. to life he's gonna bring back to life the old canary. Not yet. Malcolm Merrill's gonna take over for the League of Shadows. Maybe. His sister is gonna join him as Speedy possibly. Yeah, probably. And Diggle is maybe going to be Green Lantern. Well, I don't know about that because they spoke about the air. They spoke about well, that. Flash that, made a reference that the yeah. pilot went missing. Yeah, and then it was. It, I, I read something that Diggle had signed on for the next two seasons. But yeah, there was. He was also going to be in the. I don't the, think he should be because John Diggle exists in the DC comics anyway. Well, he does now. Yeah, well, he knows he was, a butler he, or something, was he, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, season three of Arrows has been a bit shaky. I think. It's been a lot of, it's been this constant thing where it's like we can't trust that person. We're gonna trust that person. Then Oliver's going, I'm gonna go do this thing, and everyone's like, you can't do this thing. And then Felicity goes, but we're in this together. 
And that's basically what the entire series has been. We didn't start the fire. They did start a fire. It was always bad. Billy Joel did it. The world was turning. But it's been shaky. The finale was kind of like decent-ish. Got a, um, in the episodes leading up to it, there was a bit where you got a good bit of um, atom action. He's just flying around the place, I punching things. Atom. I fucking love. He's just Iron Man. Yeah, it was Brandon. That's what Atom kind of. He shrinks eventually. Yeah, he's just gonna be not in this series. Iron Man and Ant Man. Yeah, but he's got. He's always he's got the armor suit in the. The problem is with DC, like so many, so many people like just fill this wide breadth of mm. powers. Like you can't just have one power and then learn how to use it in clever ways. You have to have all the powers. Yeah, <laughs> and I just find that infuriating. It's Brandon Ralph. How can you dislike Brandon? Ralph? I love Brandon Ralph, but yeah. I wish that his power was just shrinking. But he gets that flying. in Legends of Tomorrow, the series that's coming. That looks awful. I think that looks quite cool. <laughs> it looks, it looks like it's going to be this campy, silly adventure series. <laughs> it looks like that, but it's going to yeah. really shit. You're going to travel through time. In all sorts. With Rick Hunter, yeah. played by Arthur Davil. <laughs> yeah, from Doctor Who. I think that's really cool. They got uh, they should have got Matt Smith to play him. Yeah, that would have been quite cool. Have a have a David doctor. Have an Tenet actual. Tenet, yeah, wasn't he? No, he's not been in any of these, has he? No. What was he signed to? Broad what was it he's in? Broad no, Church. he's in. Wasn't he in Constantine? No. He's in one of these comic booky things. No. Can't always sign. He is. No, he's not. But anyway. Thingy, Arrow, yeah. Flash has been much better, but yeah, whatever. Arrow's been decent. I didn't really get Rachel Gould. It didn't feel like Rachel Gould to me. He felt like some sort of gangster mob boss guy instead. Well, who happened to have ninjas? Is yeah, but Rachel Gould's supposed to have a bit of di- sort of gravitas to him. He's supposed to be a little bit. That's why he's British. <laughs> it's not enough. I am the serpent. Because I don't, I don't think they've done Rachel Gould properly on friggin' no, any team. Blackman is wrong. Animated series, like back in the nineties. Yeah. Did you like? You know but, what really disappoints me about race argument? He always has to be human. He always has to be grounded in reality. Hmm. No, like there's a comic, a Batman comic from the eighties, in which Batman and Ray Sargul uh, agree to fight. Ray Sargul takes like he's just wearing the the trousers for the serpent and the weird little fucking felt booties, and Batman throws a punch and Ray just grabs it and breaks his hand. <laughs> Just do that. That yeah. it sets the tone for the rest of the. He will break you, right? He he has this army of people at his disposal, and you are just a human. You're a petty thing in front of this immortal monster that that is so vicious and so well trained that there's just no beating him. Mm. There shouldn't be some clever four episode arc in which he's like, I've got an idea. Maybe if I use smoke bombs and some trick arrows, I can get him to stop killing people. No, he's a fucking force of nature. He's like the Hulk. Don't get me started about the Hulk. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the I haven't seen the last four episodes. Well, you need to catch up. Why? I'm watching the Flash. Well, um, there's another superhero in it. Is it? Yeah, who? Katana's in it. Who? Katana. Who? The ninja girl woman who's got the white thing with the Japanese flag thing on her face. She's in Suicide Squad. Oh, give it's going to be in the fuck. film. But she's quite cool. She actually looks properly like the character in the comic. Uh, yeah, but um, it's probably wasted in this show. It was decent, but it's not their best series. It's the weakest Arrow series. The first series was the best series. I think the second one was. No, first series was. I like Deathstroke, so more Deathstroke. I liked better. Deathstroke, but it was <laughs> minus the preachy shit. The mm. first series, I I didn't like the preachy shit. Well, the first series I quite liked because it was I like some of it, but it took ages to get started. It kind of yeah. The first few episodes was like you go. It felt like everything was rushing but getting nowhere. Mm. But um. I like how he's. I know he said he's not following his book anymore, but surely those people are still bad guys and they need dealing with. I think they were probably killed in the earthquake. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you mean you just wrote the same name over and over again? Just Malcolm Merrill, Malcolm Merrill. Malcolm Merlin. Like 400 yeah. times. Anyway. Oh, did you hate it when they brought Tommy back? Well, he was in a flashback thing, so it doesn't really Yeah, it fucking irritated me. Yeah. Anyway. I still like, what is going on? Review a thing. Um, okay, one second. Stop drinking your weird concoction. Oh, it's so bad. Drink your no. ginger beer. So my next review is going to be Smite for the Xbox One. I played this on my channel ages ago. Yeah, yeah, I played About it about a year ago on the Xbox One. PS One, PS PC version rather. <coughs> yeah. Oh, I took that back in the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's an interesting game. It's a MOBA, um, third-person MOBA, which yeah. is something I haven't played before. Yeah, it's a different approach to it. That's why I think I found it easier to get into because I can't get the hang of Dota and all that. I find it too much of a steep learning curve. Is Dota an abbreviation of something? Uh, Defense of the Ancients, but they're not allowed to call it Defense of the Ancients because that license is owned by Blizzard. 
Oh, Blizzard There's bringing a lot of... out an online MOBA. Yes, Heroes of the Storm, which is you can open beta now. You can play that. Is it free to play? Yeah, they all are. So just so you're aware, Blizzard do not sponsor this podcast, but if they want to sponsor this podcast, we did just give them a glowing, glowing review there mm. for a second. Well, what did you think of Smite? I thought to myself, I received an email, I know I signed up to it, I received an email that said, you've been selected to play Smite. Here are two beta keys, one for you and one for a friend. And I thought to myself, Smite, have a go at this. Mm. And I, <laughs> I had a go, and I thought, Smite like this if I play it a bit more. But it turns out I didn't. So, this might not be for me. Oh dear. This might have a go later. This <laughs> might have a go on another day. Yeah. But, this might never play again. I thought it was a load of smite. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a response. No, I actually quite, I quite enjoyed what I played of it, but eventually I got to the point where I was dealing with all the Russian gamers mm. who were like, you're fucking useless, get out of game, and stuff like that, and I'm like, fuck this, I can't bother, I'm not going to play a game if I'm getting a shout, abuse shouted at me, I can't bother with that. I, I, I play found, a game for fun. So. I, I found mostly mm. that if someone has been playing for an extra five hours over you, yeah. you are in a league all your own. You're not ever going to be able to fight anyone. You are essentially just taking out like little grunts, Yeah, and if you try and fight anyone... They've got one special that will immediately obliterate your health. Did you play the um, the single lane mode? Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. And the arena mode's quite. Did not cool. get on with any of it. I just, I, I think it's just not for me. I'm just yeah. not one of those people. Because I don't get mobas. I can't. No. I, I got into that one the because DC I could play one. it with a controller and get on with it. I'm play the DC. I one. like the DC one, but I like yeah. the DC one because it feels like there's, you know, when Smite. As soon as I got into the game, it was like you can purchase new character skins. You mm. can purchase new characters. I was like, can I not just have the characters? Yeah. One thing in Smite, um, every week it changes what characters you can play with. And all yeah, that. I quite like that. that. And I'm probably not going to see what the characters are next week. So. That's the thing, League of Legends doesn't do that. League of Legends is pretty much every character from the start is playable. League of Legends was just as bad for me. Yeah, I like I how people it. call it LOL, as LOL. if it's some sort of humorous game. Yeah, Nothing it's not. humorous about it. It's no. a mean, torrid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, Smite ever going on another day. Uh, you can not? play on one thing it's got over the others you can play a single player mode and play against <laughs> AI <laughs> but which yeah, it's, it's, is still dull but it's like it's a different it's a different thing can but, you imagine if you could play like a single player version of, of Titanfall yeah. and you're just playing against robots yeah against you'd, you'd decimate them once you've played, <laughs> yeah. once you've come first in any game of Titanfall you know you're qualified to play in bigger parties or with more people and as soon as you get into that, you'll be like, oh, this is actually so much easier and, and so much better than I thought it'd be because there's tactics involved. I just love Titanfall. Not played it for a while. I've not played it for a while. I might go yeah. on Titanfall tonight. Yeah. Might you get got drunk. an Xbox, haven't you? Yeah. I've got a PC. One. On the Xbox One. I had my hedgehog out last night whilst I was playing um, Resident Evil. Yeah. Jumped once. That was because the hedgehog bit me. Yeah. I had the controller on top of him. And he was like, he was like, yeah, a bit annoyed with me. And he bit me. Terrible. I love my animal. Alright. So you're done with Smite? Smite be done. Yeah. Smite try again later. Yeah. Smite not. Alright. <laughs> who, who snows? Um, um, but yeah, Smite, I give it... Uh, I, I'm going to give it... Uh, I like the dance animations when your character wins. <laughs> you play some of the girl characters and they do little weird dances. Oh, yeah. There's one of them who's... um She's got some cat thing going on. And she does lots of like dancing around with her paws in the air and stuff. I'm going to give it a Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. Uh, Which people, era of Gerard Depardieu? 90s. Yeah. People really like it, but I just don't understand what it is. Or say, what it's uh, it's there to appeal to. The thing to. is, Dota and Loa are like pretty much ruling the roost when it comes to MOBAs. And this is kind of like, I'm back. The only MOBA I've really properly enjoyed was freaking Super Monday Night Combat. That game was excellent. Remember the um, one that was on Xbox originally, the Monday Night Combat? It was a really basic one. That was quite a cool little game and fun. But Super Monday Night Combat on the PC was way better. I've just blown my own mind. Mm. In silence. So, yeah. be ready to have your minds anything. explode quite loudly. I'm, I'm in control of my brain. Charles mm. Xavier on the weekends. I've just realised what the original mode was. What? It was Dota. No, 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 no. It was a World Be- of Warcraft Before thing. that. Yeah. What was the original battle? Like, for... For battle in an arena, not with guns, with different moves, varying arenas. There's no varying arenas in a MOBA. <laughs> it's the same three lanes. Bomberman. 
Bomberman. It's essentially That's like a, it's, it's, it's essentially like a changed version of Bomberman. It it's is. Not, it's like it's that. Because you're not working from one point to the other to take the goal. Yeah, you are. Not in Bomberman. Yeah, the goal is to blow other people up, but you're going from one place to another to take yeah, the your goal. Your game is to take a boss in a MOBA. If you want to go back to early MOBAs, you'd be probably looking at stuff like friggin' um, Return Fire would be one of the other samples. But Dota was the original Dota was a mod for Warcraft. And it oh, was, really? Yeah, it was always done. It was a mod for Warcraft. Really smart idea. Tower Defense games came from modding Warcraft as well, which is quite smart. I like um, I like Command and Conquer. Your review. <laughs> <laughs> Right, my review number three. I'm going to review a wrestling event. Ha! In your face. Um, I haven't played Broken Age yet, so. Okay, yeah, wait, that wait. Before we start, let's can I ask if Ultimate yeah. Warrior fought in this wrestling. No, because he's dead. He's very Macho dead. Macho Man Randy Savage. No, he's dead as well. Andre the Giant. He's dead. Three of the five people on the front of your WrestleMania Challenge cartridge are dead. Three of the wrestlers that I like. The only yeah. wrestlers that I like, if I'm honest, because Hulk Hogan's a fucking dick. Yeah. Anyway, your review. Um, I'm mostly going to concentrate on one match that was on this card because it may well be the best match WWE have had this year and probably the best women's match they've had for ever, basically. Um, two wrestlers, Becky Lynch, who's an Irish wrestler. She's got a very thick Irish accent, red hair. She came out dressed in a steampunk costume, which was quite cool. Um, going against Sasha Fierce, the women's champion. And it was on XT TakeOver, or um, whatever it was called. Unstoppable. They're alive, damn it. But it's like... It's a miracle. <laughs> Um, that event was quite decent. It was where Samoa Joe first made his first appearance in NXT. He's apparently recorded a match for the upcoming week's shows that are coming up. Um, but this Becky Lynch, Sasha Gray... Sasha, not Sasha Gray, because she's a porn actress. Um, Sasha Thingy, Bliss. I now saying Sasha Fierce. Sa- Sasha Gray. Sasha Bliss. Anyway. I saw a video with Sasha Gray in it, and she was not wrestling the lady. No, she was, no. She was with. They were but, um, anyway, that match being intimate. was... Incredible, like a proper wrestling match, proper technical holds going on. They both have arm submission finishers. There was lots of work in the arm in each other's match. The storyline that built into it was that Becky Lynch is meant to be in Sasha's shadow, so she was going to overtake her. Sasha Banks, the name, get it right. Oh God, getting the names all confused because I started thinking Sasha Fierce and all this sort of stuff. But um, the match was superb, absolutely perfect. Like match, the only one flaw in the match, which wasn't helped by commentators being fucking terrible in the in NXT. Um, Sasha Banks does a dive over the ropes. Becky Lynch was meant to catch her and then do a move with her outside the ring, but she kind of stumbled and had to pick her back up. And it was like a really awkward moment. But she picked her up from a deadlift from the ground anyway. Whatever, that's quite impressive. But um, the commentators go, "Oh my god, she caught her!" After saying, "Oh, she stumbled." Like, She's got their lines mixed up. Just stupid. Saying it's them all rehearsed. The, co- the commentary is. It's all fake. You need to they understand. They've got scripts. They don't have com- scripts on they commentary. They, it's like Dancing with the Stars. You don't have scripts on commentary. <laughs> they do. No, you don't. It's like Dancing with the Stars. They have like a little, they have like a little demo run. No, no, they don't even demo the matches. They just sit backstage and they'll talk the match through. That would be literally it, because they know what they're doing. But that match was excellent. Absolutely superb. It was the sort of women's wrestling match that you never get on Raw or SmackDown because they don't give the women time to wrestle. And half of them were hired by John Laurinaitis, who always said, I can teach a girl to wrestle, I can't teach a girl to look like a supermodel. So he hired models and then taught them to wrestle, and they weren't very good. Whereas Becky Lynch is someone who's wrestled around the world for about 10, 12 years now. And she's like properly trained, comes from a wrestling family and all this sort of stuff. Could she beat Ronda Rousey? Probably a fight. (laughs) Ronda Rousey's like a MMA woman, though, mm. so different background. Because the thing is that wrestlers have when they try to do MMA is that they've spent 10, 15 years throwing punches like wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, that's what you've watched the first Brock Lesnar match where he telegraphs every punch he throws. Yeah. Because, you know, he's used to winding back for the camera, but you don't do that. Um, but no, they had a really, really good match. It was excellent. The spots on it were, some of them were brutal. Um, excellent German suplexes, like. The sort of reversals to move that you never see in British, in American wrestling, usually sort of stuff you don't see in Japanese wrestling, like ducking under someone as they leap over and grabbing their leg as they fall so you can drag them to the ground. All this sort of cool counter-hold stuff. It went right at the bank with a whole bunch of reversals and stuff. Um, absolutely superb match. Overshadowed the main event, which is quite crazy because the main event was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, and they're excellent. Kevin Owens is a big bloke. He's going to have a match with John Cena in a couple of weeks. Oh, is he? Yeah, they just had him turn up on Raw, powerbomb the shit out of John Cena, and going to have a match on Elimination Chamber. Okay, so I don't know anything about wrestling. I think that's pretty evident from this podcast at this mm. point. You're a wrestling correspondent. Yeah. Did you know that John Cena is, um, has visited Terrible more wrestling. children for Make-A-Wish yeah. than any other person Yeah, that was ever. like years ago he achieved that. 
He's like, yeah, he beat 200, which is the record. Mm. He's now 480, I believe. Yeah. He visits sick kids all the time. Yeah, he's probably going to catch something eventually. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying to say something beautiful about a lovely man mm. who fights people, pretend style. No, he does loads of that because, you know, makes you look good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Gets to meet all them poor kids. The Rock used to do that as well, but he left WF before, like... Do you see The Rock married Nick Mundy? Yeah, he did, yeah, he did some For, uh, wedding thing, didn't he? Yeah. That was he weird. Married Nick Mundy to his fiance. Who's Nick Mundy? Nick Mundy's a not Mundy is a correspondent for um, the Honest Trailers people. Oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> so he married. He got ordained, and he married Nick Mundy and uh, his fiance. It's oh. very sweet. I I like the rock. Yeah, we should get him on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think he'd want to. One second, let me text him. Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to review something now. He said no. Yeah. Um. Your I am going to review my final review. My final... Like, I've had a busy week, and I've not... I haven't. The problem is, there's so much... Right now, it's like... There's so much to see in the cinemas, and I think that if if it wasn't... If it wasn't for uh, the time of year, I would be just going to the cinema all the time, but it's so fucking hot outside. That I just can't bear to think to be closing, being closed in the room. Um, so instead, I took to mobile gaming, and uh, this oh. week... <laughs> the audience groaned. Um, this week, this week I played um, a game I've been looking forward to for quite a while. I'm stunningly disappointed. Knights of Pen and Paper Two. Huh? Do you remember Knights of Pen and Paper? No. Okay, so Knights of Pen and Paper was a uh, was like a D and D simulator where you pick a team of five and you go and fight monsters, go on little quests, and it's all very um, very comedic. It's all it's all quite light, quite humorous. There's references to things like Ghostbusters and and all this other shit. Yeah. It's just it's very nerdy, very fun, very bright. Um, Knights of Pen and Paper 2 is almost exactly the same thing but they've dropped what was the 8-bit graphics for the original one and changed it to a higher resolution that doesn't affect gameplay but what does affect gameplay is the fact that you switch areas so quickly you don't know quite where you're going loads of quests lead you to run off far far away and then come back to the same fucking place just it's essentially it's it's taken something that's quite simple quite sweet quite you know quite funny and funny and it's made it into it's made it bigger but it's given it this accordion effect, much like the Hobbit films that we spoke about before. Yeah. There's there's still that content there, but there's just a lot of air between between the content, and they've tried to is it a free fill to play the air one? with. No, it's four quid. Oh, who buys games on mobile phone? Apparently, I do. Oh dear. For four quid. Google keeps going. You should add your credit card to your account. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Unless I want to pay for W Supercard cards because I really need some epics. Look, don't um, don't you dare start paying for free games. Knights of Pen and Paper though. <laughs> Knights of Pen and Paper too. Yeah, well I actually bought the game. There's no there is like a there is like a you can buy gold and shit, but you don't ever need to do that unless you're It's really... got microtransactions. Yeah. Oh dear. But you don't need to do that. That's not a necessity. There's no wait times between battles. There's none of that shit that you have to worry about in other games that have stuff like that. Um all in all, good yeah, game. Oh I've seen that advertised, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'd really recommend the first one. I probably wouldn't recommend the second one so much, unless you're a diehard fan of the first one like I am, in which case, buy immediately. Because it's, it's more of the same, it's just more of the same, and a bit of stuff you didn't really need, or didn't really need. Oh, right, so you sit there at a table yeah. playing Dungeons Dragons. And you buy stuff, and you set, up your, uh, you set up your room that you play D&D in, and it gives you bonuses. There was an um, RPG I played ages ago on the Windows phone I had that was quite smart where it was an RPG about a bunch of guys who got dragged into their Dungeons and Dragons game they found a new book and he goes around to the house and all his friends have vanished and then oh. they go inside it and the whole RPGs you're playing the characters they play as in their Dungeons and Dragons games okay. in an RPG which I thought was quite a smart did you have idea. to walk around and stuff yeah you're actually in that you've been sucked yeah, in into this, the world in this you just like so you select a place you want to go to and it rolls the dice mm. for a safe journey yeah. And like when you open a chest, it rolls a dice to see what you got. It's just like just like playing D and D. Quite like that. You could do more with that. They should do an RPG based on that episode of Community. Where they're oh yeah, dragons. definitely. Yeah, That'd be the, amazing. With the sort of Draco. Yeah, like you're trying to play the RPG, but you're constantly being undermined by Chevy Chase. That's kind of what this is like. <laughs> yeah, but um, I give it a. Oh, what am I going to give it? What am I going to give? It? I'm going to give it a Justin Long. I thought you were going to say Justin Bieber for a second. No, I'm going to give it a Justin Long. Yeah. Justin Long in supporting or lead role? Supporting. Okay, that's better. Yeah. No, he's alright in lead. <laughs> no, he's not. But uh, I give it Justin Long in supporting role. 
um, just because it can back up the original product quite well. Hmm. Just when you compare the two, it His really doesn't. Best role is really still in Idiocracy. No, as the Doctor. <laughs> no, no. Zach and Mary make a porno. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? What was that film you were in? Oh, you mean shut your dirty mouth! Or I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh. I mean, mostly male-only <laughs> films. Well, like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Like Glenn Gary sucks Glenn Ross. <laughs> <laughs> like Glenn and Larry, Gary take Ross from Vine. Yeah. No, I love um, it in Idiocracy where he's like, you know, like, yeah. your shit's all fucked up, you talk like a fire. You, you know, okay, so I want you to put this one in your ass and this one in your mouth. Wait, no, wait. I got those mixed up. Alright, so put this one in your mouth and put this one in your ass. Okay. <laughs> I love Idiocracy. I thought it was a great film. Dak Shepard. It's massively underrated. It really is. Yeah, so Americans didn't judge. like it. Weird that, isn't it? Because yeah, it's taking the piss out of them. Putting a mirror to themselves. Did you watch Didn't like Silicon Team Valley? No. Great series. No. It's directed by Mike Judge. Oh, didn't know he did a series. Other than... I still watched yeah. the new Beavis and Butt. I heard it's oh, a no, 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 because yeah. what the fuck is the point? Right, so shall I review my last thing? It's the final countdown. I'm going to put a big old end on Life is Strange, episode three, which came out this past Tuesday. So I'm getting this review done quick, aren't I? Eh? Yeah. Eh? Our two-week gaps didn't mess up too much. Anyway, um... It no. continues to be really good, like nicely written, really nice ideas with a bit of a girly adventure thing going on, which I quite like. Girls bonding, that's what we need more of. And this game gave you the opportunity to kiss Chloe at one point. Ooh. And I saw there's a video on YouTube of just that part that's got thousands of views because people are pervs. I kept refreshing the page because it wouldn't load and apparently every time I refreshed it, it gave him another view. It's not even that sexy. Look, I wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked. I may have clicked refresh sixty to seventy thousand times, mm. but it was completely worth. But this one's been a much better pace than the second one was because the second one had this horrible bit in the middle where you had to find six tin cans, so you could do this bit where Chloe's trying to shoot tin cans, and it took ages hot. to find them because they were a nightmare. Everything in this program sounds hot. <laughs> but um, I mean, so, okay. it's less action packed than the second one. It more focuses on character stuff. A large amount of it is you and Chloe hanging out at a swimming pool and sneaking around the school trying to find evidence. Really nice way to solve a puzzle in one bit. You, okay, it kind of felt a bit silly because the item you didn't get to keep afterwards, but you make a bomb in the school using kits from the science class and then you blow the door up so you can get into the principal's office, then reverse time and unlock the door from the other side so no one knows that you broke in. Like, there's no evidence that you broke in. Didn't find a key or anything like that. You blow the door off the yeah, just one time. Working with Bill and Ted logic. Yeah. If you didn't break the window so that you could get in to unlock the door and you unlocked the door in the past but that window breaking never happened. You never broke a window. You blew up the door lock, ah. went in the room, rewound time while you are in the room so you're in the room before the bomb blew up and then you unlock the door. Yeah, but this is this the Max logic doesn't of- move in time. She stays where she is. So whatever item she has on her or wherever she is at that time she stays there while the rest of the world reverses. But... With Bill and Ted logic. It's not Bill and Ted logic. This is more sort of Star Trek logic. Oh, there is no logic to Star Trek. There is time. It's all dimensions and shit. Oh, I hate Star Trek. Because you're creating alternate timelines constantly. And all sorts of weird but shit's wait, going on the world that Cla- Max seems to be gradually ignoring. Oh. Yeah, like dead birds everywhere in this episode. Just everywhere. It's probably the uh, polar field. Well, apparently, this is alluding to the idea that when she's reversing time, it's not moving the planet. So the planet's going all out of sync. Something's really messing up the planet because, like, there was an eclipse at the end of the second episode. Like, just out of nowhere, there was a um, snowstorm at the end of the first one. This one, there's dead birds everywhere that have fallen out the sky. Um, the episode ends. People have said it's controversial. I think it's the logical path for where the story's going. I mean, there's a shock factor moment to it, but you basically discover a new mechanic where you can enter a memory from long in the past through a photograph which now ties the whole photograph taking thing in the game to the um, main gameplay device which is quite smart because I was wondering when that was going to kick in because that's the thing that's been bugging me you take all these photos in the game but they don't have an effect on the story Mm. so I'm wondering if now you're going to have an opportunity to take a photo and use that to travel back to that point to solve a puzzle much later in the story what like the butterfly effect sort of yeah and it has a major butterfly effect moment. It uses butterfly effect logic a little bit. Because the end of episode three ends on a major, major butterfly effect okay. moment. Can you spoil it for the... Should we say spoilers? Spoilers, yeah. Spoilers! Okay. If you don't want the game to be spoiled, stop this podcast now, play it, 
then come back and listen to the rest because you're a dedicated listener and we love yeah. you. I want to touch your shitbox. So, like I say about the, <laughs> about the photographs, there's been a fairly depressing path in this episode. There's been a lot of mention of Chloe's dad who died years in the past and that's what sent her off the rails a little bit. Is he a time traveller? No, no. Oh. Um, but you get the photograph that you've seen a bunch of times through the thing of you and Chloe together on the last day before her dad died Yeah. that her dad took and you travel back in time to that moment when Max is 13 years old and you basically have this whole sequence where you're trying to stop him going in his car to pick up his his wife which is what led to the car accident that killed him so you have to hide the keys and I had a nightmare finding somewhere to hide the keys that he wouldn't find them because he has a beepy thing on him Um, so you do that and you can't move out of the room so it's literally like the only thing that exists in this past is what was taken in the photo and the memories of what you could see at the time so it's literally just that room and then you travel back to the future afterwards um, after successfully stopping him using that he gets the bus instead and the entire future's changed you're now friends with the girls who are just basically the bad guys in the series and she goes to visit Chloe and Chloe's dad's there but Chloe's now in a wheelchair and disabled and she's like her arms are strapped down she must have some sort of motor neuron illness or something like that but something you've changed in the past has caused her to go down a different route and now some people have complained that Max goes to the house, sees her in a wheelchair and reacts in shock. But I'm like, of course she's going to react in shock. In her head, she's caused this. Mm. So this is interesting where it's going to go now. The next episode, the only teaser they showed for the next part was shorter than what they usually show. And it was just Max at the Vortex Club party, which is the... There's this big party that all the students get involved. It's where one of the girls apparently went missing, where another one of the girls was filmed getting off of a load of guys and it made her try to commit suicide. Wait, she was getting off of a load of guys? Yeah, there's a she video going She was fucking around. a bunch of dudes? Some other girl. A very religious oh, girl. But, but wait, but... The ring is you but, think she was drugged and... Oh, right, yeah. so she was raped? Pretty much, yeah. Well then, wait, was but she... But she's sl- slut-shamed by all the other girls wait, in the but school. was she actively, like, was she working multiple penises? I didn't see that, no. She was just kissing them, setting a new tongue record, they said. So she was just kissing boys? Yeah, but she's very religious. And there's a video of it anyway I'm on the pretty internet. sure Jesus tongued Matthew. Yeah, probably. Like, it says in the Bible they were good friends. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. Like, like you know, I reckon Jesus. But at the end of part two, you you either save or fail her life, because she tries to jump off a building. I saved her, and it wasn't just by pure luck. I didn't just happen to pick the right option at Mm. the last part of the conversation, which could have screwed it up. Um, But this one ends with a more sort of like character-based moment. But loads of people are moaning about that, saying that's a bit too shocking. I'm like, come on, she's going to change this. This is going to be changed. She's got yeah, time like, travel on her side. I mean, like, for her, now... friend, her friend may not have a motor neuron disease. It may have been that she yeah. was in a car accident because her mum yeah. was maybe driving or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something don't know. like that. She's got, like, a stoma in a stoma, stoma thing. Is it stoma? Tracheotomy. Tracheotomy, yeah. But it's called a stoma, isn't it? The thing. I don't know. Smoker hole. And a bib. Yeah, smoke hole from <laughs> and a bib. Beetlejuice. So she's like, she's, she's, she's full blown, like mentally disabled. Yeah, she can still move her head, it seems, but she's completely crippled. But wow. um, that that's like an interesting like way to end the episode. Do you think? Do you think maybe as she was travelling back in time, she was like, she accidentally dropped a bit of paper, <laughs> but because the time stream is so fucked up at that point, it went into high velocity and just hit her in the back of the spine. So one thing I didn't do when you're in the past, I wrote on a fireplace, and I'm figuring that's going to come into it. There's there seemed to be like two things you could do to leave something in the past. One of them was take a photo while you were there, which didn't exist originally, but the other one is right on the fireplace, which is what I did. Um, but yeah, it's really sh- like cliffhanger way. Some people are moaning that they've now got to wait like six, eight weeks for the next part to come out. I'm like, that's what cliffhangers do. That's what they're meant to do. Like, you know, the fact that you're annoyed that you have to wait six to eight weeks proves that the story is doing exactly what it should be doing. And it's got you emotionally invested to the point where you don't want to wait six to eight weeks. So what you're comparing it to is like a heroin dealer. Or more like an episodic TV show, maybe, where the series ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really good episode. Well worth getting. Life is Strange has been excellent. Three for three so far, as far as... Yeah, how many episodes are this? Five? It's going to be five, yeah. There's going to be five. Yeah. And so the next one's eight weeks away. Hmm. It'll be the end of June, start of July, probably. But it's a very passive... Slightly supernatural twinge series about ramifications of choices. Yeah, okay. and a lot of girl growing up and having you know high school experiences, and it's got loads of pop culture references. Every car in the game has a number plate reference in some TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I never care about that shit. Yeah, um, is it, by any chance 
do you get the get the sense that she's going to go back in time and strangle herself in the uterus? <laughs> I hope bloody not. <laughs> Just like in the butterfly. Is it butterfly effect? I, f- I cannot stand that film. Loads yeah. of people love it, but I think it's an absolute mess. Like horribly paced, horribly written. Like just. No, I just don't mind it. It's just it's got Penub in it from Idle Hands. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know he's um officially what's his name now? Isn't Foggy. He? Foggy. Foggy Nelson. Yeah. Maybe Daredevil the... series two out. <laughs> Long time. Have it's... you heard that Daredevil might be in? Civil War. Apparently, yeah. I heard that they wanted to do something like that. Paul Rudd was. Paul Rudd's going to be in Civil War. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And Spider Man, the Jewish Spider Man, Saul Spider Man. Anyway. That was the my last review. How are you going to end this podcast this week? Well, I'm going to say to the viewers out there that I love you all very deeply. I want you to, I want you just to envision right now that we're together, regardless of sex, because I only see love. I don't see gender. I'd like you to imagine that we're together in whatever way you wish us to be. And gently, easily, I find myself tucking something deeply in whatever orifice you feel is acceptable at the time. And good night. Bye. <laughs>